tree. And welcome back, everyone, to episode three of the Business is Pleasure podcast. It's kind of crazy because we had this idea to start the podcast, and we're actually doing it. We're already in week three, consistently. We haven't like taken any breaks off of, off of it as of yet. Hopefully, we don't. And what we promised one another was we're going to do 40. So we have 12 weeks where we're able to miss, maybe do other things that might come up, a vacation, for instance, yeah. that may occur, things like that. But I'm really happy about our consistency for the most part. So I think a good point that we should start off is, how was your week last week? Like, what, what's going on with your life? How was everything with you? Uh, my week was pretty good. I feel like I got a lot of the things done on my checklist of things to get done done. Okay, nice. So that's always kind of a nice feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took my nephew to Jump Zone for his birthday. Is it, is it called Jump Zone? I could have sworn something else. I don't know. I honestly just made that up. Okay, Jump Zone. Okay. <laughs> We're just going to go and Jump Zone. <laughs> so what is Jump Zone exactly? What is that about? You just jump on a trampoline. Mm-hmm. And he was more interested in like the basketball. Of course. Balling. Okay, I'll fun. Yeah. So we jumped on a trampoline, like shot in a basketball. I dunked a couple times. Okay, look at you. a little... Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. I love it. And uh, yeah, they ha- they also have this like disgusting, vile pit of like um, sponges. Okay, What's, what makes these- that so vile though? Because you think they wash all these sponges? Okay, good point. So you have all these sweaty mm-hmm. kids jumping into this big pond of sponges. Mm-hmm. All their sweat, saliva. I feel like that's like the health inspector of you. It out. definitely is, a hundred percent. I was like, Avon, do you want to try it? He's mm-hmm. like. Okay, so he like did it once. He like jumped in or whatever. He's mm. like, yeah, that wasn't that fun. I was like, thank goodness. <laughs> you didn't want to follow in. No, oh, I didn't want you. him to do that all day. Mm. I was like, one time, not gonna kill him, but yeah. So that was fun. And then, but yeah, overall my week was pretty good. Mm. I've stayed up with all the accounting. That's nice, always nice, my nice. number one goal. Your arch nemesis. Yeah, but I'm, I'm I'm winning so far. So yeah, and that's what's and that's what's most important, right? day yeah. by day just taking it one step at a time yeah. and you've been really consistent and everything you actually have stopped asking me for help as much so i'm really happy about that as well yeah and you're doing good but this week was a bit crazy because we've sold a lot of stuff honestly it was really really good it's crazy because we had a goal that we wanted to sell for the whole year and at this rate we're gonna kick ass and definitely surpass that mm-hmm. and we haven't even started doing our events yet the rodeo hasn't even begun yet because rodeo has not started not not one bit because our financial goal was a two-part step of course the distribution channels that we have online mm-hmm. and also the physical distribution channels like our different events that we do mm-hmm. and right now we're killing it just through one distribution channel which is all the e-commerce things that we're doing so mm-hmm. i'm really really excited um what do you think the reason we're having like such success right now when it comes to like just selling online i think we've just in general we've kind of upped the ante a bit right Mm. like we've we went from you know posting like what was it three times a week yeah yeah we went from posting like maybe three times a week you know not being super consistent with it and the thing about like having a plan and sticking to it if you don't have a plan it's like you can't really stick to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, 100%. So, like, now that we actually have a plan mm. and we have a plan to stick to, mm. I think that that's been one of the reasons why we've been selling so much more. And, like, think about it. We went from having, like, three to six items being posted online a week to now 14, 14 items being posted it's a so week. So, it's crazy. And I think the good thing about our plan, too, is that we can always look back and be like, okay, 
we were doing this incorrectly let's change it let's tweak it a bit right mm -hmm. and so that's the really good thing about us like coming up with this new system and mm -hmm. actually how to post more be more consistent mm -hmm. and also i think that also reflects our shopping habits as well too right because yeah. the less we posted the less reason why we had to shop and then yeah. a lot of the time sorry to interrupt you mm -hmm. but a lot of the times like our clothing would get you know a little bit outdated because we weren't moving as much product as fast mm -hmm. so now with this it's like we're curating for the time period and we're curating for our market mm -hmm. so like we're just moving stuff a lot faster yeah 100 because like, when you look back and you look like what we we're doing like a year ago we were selling like summer clothes in winter yeah. where the, clearly the demographics not looking for those items right now no. so it was totally ridiculous what we we're doing mm -hmm. and it was just like really like holding our business back so much yeah. we weren't getting sales we weren't getting people to follow us yeah. we weren't like really giving the community what they wanted essentially mm -hmm. you know and I think with now, like the plan that like we implemented, it's working so much, so 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 well. Yeah. And 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 the thing that I think we also have to think about: how can we make it better? How can we improve? And it's crazy because it's working really well, and we haven't done a lot of marketing yet. That's the crazy part, and yeah. that's why I think. Um, well, that's why I know I actually created the. So one of my favorite books that really helped change my life was The Power of Habit, mm -hmm. and they talk about the habit cycle. So you need a cue, a trigger and then like a reward system. I'm not sure if I have all the terms right, but something along those lines. And that's essentially what I want our marketing cycle to be, mm -hmm. where we have something that the customer gets cued by. So for instance, if they watch our podcast, they remind us like, hey, let me check these guys out. Then that will bring them to our social media pages, to read yeah. of our articles, and hopefully bring them to our website, yeah. to hopefully like look at our products and purchase it. Then again, create that cycle over and over and over again and closing the loop exactly always closing the loop because mm -hmm. what they say is um 80 percent of your sales are going to come from 20 percent of of your customers so it's like it's really important that we engage with our community so that 20 percent feels that they're actually a part of it and we can bring value to them you know what i mean yeah and so like when i was creating the marketing strategy it's essentially like how can we be consistent and find a way again to bring value and just close that habit loop Okay, perfect. So I definitely want to go over the marketing strategy with you as well because mm -hmm. I know you kind of created it by yourself. Yeah, yeah. So I think maybe that will be something that we'll go over in our next strategy session. Um, maybe not the next strategy session. Maybe on Saturday, because I because okay. I think I think like the podcast is great for us to just like really look back on our week and talk and discuss what we're going to do for the week. But I don't necessarily want to actually do the work while we're in our strategy sessions and even when we weren't recording these we weren't necessarily doing that either right that is true yeah yeah so we'll just set a date for uh going over the marketing strategy exactly okay. exactly and also i'm really excited about the idea because we have a really good friend of ours that might be helping us to just create a more appealing and aesthetically appeasing uh, appeasing marketing strategy when it comes to our video content mm -hmm. or our photography because we're, we're starting to realize that we find we know who our market is so let's make sure that all of our content is refined to and really reflect that market towards that exactly so i think like with having our friend come on it will be able to assist us with like that extra 10 percent extra five percent yeah and even with that being said i'm really happy this week with our like followers that we've been gaining mm. we've been getting like what like 10 to 15 followers every single yeah, day consistently so consistently 
I'm like even even without you know doing a whole time well we do do a ton for our Instagram and generally but like without doing actual marketing I think that that's something that's like mm-hmm. really good that we're still getting followers regardless so. exactly and I think it goes back again to like consistency one mm-hmm. of the most important C's right yeah. every morning I'm waking up early engaging with the community liking pictures talking to people bringing them back to our page and you're yeah. also doing the same thing as well too right mm-hmm. and the best part about it is that we have so much different platforms that we're doing that on it's definitely going to pay off and I think that's one thing that's really helping our sales as well yeah. is that we're constantly inundating people with our information yeah and with what we're doing so it's like hey they saw us on Monday they saw us on Thursday they saw us on Sunday mm-hmm. of course they're going to eventually end up back to us and everything but I think um for my week one thing I'm really really I was really excited about was that um when we got our link for the new off-white Rick Owens and Fear of God stuff, it really now opens up to a brand new demographic. The same age group, but a different demographic where this demographic, they're, they're really more knowledge-based about the product, really informed, really in tune with the community and everything. Yeah. And now for us to like supply that product to them, it's amazing, right? Because for me, it kind of reminds me of how um, when Run DMC teamed up with like one of those rock and roll bands and mm-hmm. you had the hip hop and rock and roll, they're still under the umbrella of music, yeah. but they're still separate, you know? Yeah. I think with vintage, it's still under the umbrella of fashion mm-hmm. and also with, with high-end streetwear. But now we have an opportunity to bring both of those parallels together. And I think like just like aesthetically, like vintage clothing and high-end streetwear go hand in hand. Oh yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? 100%. Like. Like, I could definitely see someone pairing, like, you're wearing an off-white shirt right now, but, like, I could definitely see someone pairing mm-hmm. that with, like, a vintage, like, Levi's denim jacket. Oh, yeah, like, 100%. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Or, like, an old-school, like, Calvin Klein hat or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like something really simple. It's like peanut butter and jelly, you know? Yeah, yeah. They've always just kind of belong together. Right? It's true. It's true. Yeah. And I think those, like, little things that we constantly have to do, how can we incorporate different aspects of subcultures together? Mm-hmm. So, essentially, like, it's like the whole collaboration aspect, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where, but not even, like, creating it, just, like, going with it. Yeah, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, because, like, it already exists. It's already a mm-hmm. booming, like, community that is like you know huge in itself so just like supporting that and like giving people what they want essentially yeah exactly and i think that's always important because when we initially started this we were like so we we're so ignorant and arrogant we're just to think so arrogant so like oh it's well it's the these are the vintage pieces that we like mm-hmm. no matter what so people are gonna like them regardless yeah. in reality that's not the way it works you yeah. have to watch take your time to understand the community and yeah. then like it's really good to plot but again like the whole try and error the whole trial and error process that we go through mm-hmm. like we're slowly starting to learn that we're learning it mm-hmm. slowly in time and like you know there's tons of stuff like half the time when i'm you know picking items for you know our inventory i'll see tons of stuff and i'm like wow i would never wear this yeah. i don't understand why anyone wears this this is ugly, but mm-hmm. I know people want it, so I get it. Exactly. Not everything. I'm not going to like everything that I sell. Mm-hmm. I have a passion for everything that I sell because I know that the quality is there. It's a vintage brand. I know it like suits our you know business model and our mission and everything that we like stand for and believe mm-hmm. in. But, like, I don't like everything that we get, you know, yeah. aesthetically. But at the end of the day, if people want it, they want it. And it's crazy, though. Kind of, It's just like any relationship, right? I'm sure maybe if this person has 100 characteristics, you're not going to like all 100 characteristics about them, you exactly. know? There's going to be five or six that you're like, ugh, this, this really turns me off. Mm-hmm. But that other 95 is what keeps you engaged and wants you to, like, be, be with that person and continue the relationship, you know? Yeah. And even with myself, it's just like, 
I find some 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 sometimes when people do the vintage clothing, they're trying a bit too hard. They'll yeah. have this and that and that and this, but that's not up to me. No. That's, that's not up to me to dictate what I think is appropriate and not, and not appropriate in terms yeah, of fashion. Yeah, and at the same time, I'm sure people look at us when we're at vintage shows mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, these guys aren't vintage enough. You yeah, know? like, you know what I mean? So it's like, there's like two extremes there, you know? It, so. it, it, exactly. And they, everyone's their own person. No one's in a place to judge. Just do you, I'll do me. Exactly. We'll live in harmony. Exactly, man. That rhymed. Yeah. You do you, I do me. We'll live in harmony. Hmm, I like hey. that. I like that. You should like copyright that. <laughs> Make a song out of it. Or just become a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> Live in harmony. Hey. Next track's coming up soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's too crazy. Um, so in terms of um, us um, opening ourselves to this new market, what are some things that you would like to see? Um, I would just like us like to see us, you know, really, you know, humble ourselves and get kind of like integrated into this. Sort not necessarily a new community, but like an extension. New, an extension of like the community that we're already in, mm-hmm. and just learn from like you know the streetwear culture, whether it's like vintage streetwear or like higher end contemporary vintage or new vintage. Sorry, not vintage, but mm-hmm. new streetwear clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and just learn from it. Figure out new distribution channels because I'm sure there's probably like a bunch of stuff that like we don't necessarily know about right mm-hmm. now. That like we could be opened up to eventually, mm-hmm. so I definitely want to go there at some point and w- figure with those types of things out. With myself, I think I kind of have an idea of what the North American demographic wants in terms of like streetwear and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I would love to delve into like Asia, the UK, to see what they're wearing, what they really like. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure there're gonna be like small nuances that we're not really aware about yeah. that we can just like simply do a search and read articles and just. Do, do our research upon it or also just exploring like why like we're popular in certain areas like remember how we were talking about the other day how like a lot of the times we're shipping stuff to australia yeah australia is becoming crazy popular with us yeah. and i think uh, well one of my thoughts is that the products that some companies release are not available in other regions of the world right mm-hmm. so they have a little bit they have a, they'll have a limited run of items when in certain areas and i think maybe that's what's going on with australia yeah with, with now the internet it allows everyone to be exposed to all brands and all different styles and everything you know mm-hmm. so no one's like really left behind like they want more i think that's a part of it but I would love to like just do a bit of research and see like what is that demographic craving for and what do they yeah, really like. Yeah, like maybe they have a huge like vintage or streetwear community in Australia mm-hmm. that like that's underserved or that's something. That's underserved or that you know what I mean that doesn't have like a huge amount of you know access to what they want essentially. Yeah, so yeah. That could definitely be it. So yeah, I definitely want to research that and figure out a little bit more like how we can properly serve like this new demographic. That exactly. But the one thing I'm worried about is like going overseas not necessarily worried about but can like just limit our profits because yes i'm all about the money um the shipping aspect of it you know because if we ship somewhere in north america let's say maximum's like 15 dollars with tracking yeah but if we do that same thing with tracking it's literally like 50 dollars but i think at the end of the day that's just an expense that we're gonna have to cover and the only way that we can kind of get around that is by shipping more by selling more because mm-hmm. like think about it there's gonna be times when like 
we ship something to like Australia and yeah, that cost us fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. Then there's gonna be numerous times where we ship numerous packages to the States or BC or somewhere in Ontario, somewhere mm-hmm. in Canada and it costs us ten dollars. Yeah. You know, it's just like it's just like the profit margins are gonna be big for some and then the profit margins are gonna be a lot less for yeah. some. So So I think that's a conversation we have to have, right? So it's like let's say we have one item where we generally make let's say $10 off it or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Are we okay when we have to ship it to Australia where we're only making $2 off it? Because then the day, it's still a profit, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we're still exposing ourselves to that community and we're helping us um, build on that demographic. From my perspective, if someone's already purchased it, I want to fulfill their wants. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, like we, you know, realize that, you know, the cost of shipping is just too much or whatever. So it's like, yo, so um, gonna, you're, next you're, time. Yeah. <laughs> next time we'll, we'll take care of you. I got but, you next time, don't worry. I got yeah. you next time. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's So, that's you know, it's just, it's, it's inconvenient. It's annoying. Like, think about it. If you were shopping for something, you wouldn't want to place your order and then find out the next day or the same day that they can't fulfill that. You know what it I mean? Is. I'd be annoyed. annoying. Exactly. And so, annoying. so I think there's just ways for us as business owners to like navigate our ways around it, you know, unless we're going to come up with our own like postal service, which yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. going to happen. Yeah, right we now. just need to find a way to sell more. So that way, when there are times when we are shipping things like internationally to places like Australia or whatnot, um, we can like recoup those costs in other ways and also i think we've gotten around that a little bit because i know like for our selling apps the ones that we do get more international buyers from we price it a little bit differently yeah that is very true right so like that's our way of kind of like counteracting it as much as we can obviously within reason Mm -hmm. but like that's the best that we can do at this point in time so i think that we're good with doing that and continuing with that for the yeah. time being. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And then when that actually does become an issue and it actually starts decreasing our profits then and our we'll bottom line. It. Exactly. So I think you have a really good point in that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, nice. Um, and also, staying on the whole money thing, you were saying something like really good the other day where at one point you were like, I wouldn't say fearful, but you thought it was like overly superficial that for people to be worried about money and want to get money but then you found a way to like reframe that in your mind and now the perspective that you have is more so about using money as a tool like what did you mean by that exactly because like i feel like anyone who's kind of come from like a middle middle lower class whatever you want to call it type of upbringing you kind of had this like like distant almost like omniscient relationship with money Mm. i guess i could say um and then in some aspects it turns into something that's seen as like a negative thing because a lot of the times when you see people who are are like very very rich and very very well off and very wealthy they seem um or they may come off as being like out of touch or they may come off as being like stuck up or like bougie or just ungrateful in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. so i think that for myself personally it was kind of just like a normal reaction to kind of have like a negative connotation towards money or a negative connotation towards like wanting money Mm. because like a lot of the times like i either saw you know the uber rich being like snotty and whatnot or just like people who got like a little like tax return and like (laughs) like Like, you know what i mean wasted all the money at like louis vuitton or like just to walk around in yorkdale with like a louis bag so i don't know it's just it's just obviously my perceptions of it 
but then as like I was thinking and I've I've been reading this book um it's a really popular book called uh you are a badass you've been reading that book forever I like, know at least like 10 years now I know it's because I'd like to take my time when I read. I'm I am a slow reader regardless, but I really like no, to enjoy my reading process. I, I think and a part of it too is that like you're you don't in, I don't think you enjoy reading as much as you do. I think you enjoy reading like yeah, I'd maybe, maybe watch like, a show like, <laughs> like reading like an article or something like that because it's quick and easy. But when when you read a book, it's a huge commitment. You're yeah. saying I'm gonna sit down and read at least twenty pages and finish this thing off. You Honestly, know I mean? I'm gonna share a secret with everyone right now. <coughs> I'm gonna share a secret. I don't even think you know it. Okay. <sighs> Getting nervous. You don't know how to read. No, I do know how oh, to okay. read. Oh, okay. Oh my god. I thought you were literate or something. Okay. What's the <laughs> secret? What's the secret? Oh, I was my like, hand. I'll help you. So. Okay. I'm 26. Yes. Are you nervous? Kind of. I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> I'm 26. I've never finished a book in my life. Yeah. Why though? I always read to like, like say it's like 100 pages, yeah. I'll read to like 99 yeah. or like 95 and I'll be like, yeah, I, eh, I get it. Why though? I don't know. I don't know. For me, it's like I get what I want out of the book and then I'm done with it. For me, the reason why I enjoy reading, no, I, I do enjoy, I enjoy learning. I don't like reading, but I like forcing myself to do things I do not want to do. And I think... With something like reading that's one of the biggest challenges that you can do it's like i'm going to commit myself to doing this even if it's not that enjoyable because from i don't know maybe i'm speaking for myself maybe a lot of people can understand where i'm coming from but to sit down and force yourself just to read something just because yeah. is extremely difficult at times you know what i it mean is. and it like is. for me it allows me to like use that same skill and transfer it over to something else it's like okay i'm building my discipline on reading well, maybe when I'm studying for my test, I can do it. Maybe when I'm at work, I could be more engaged in my work and force myself to do that. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, uh, and that's why I use it as again, like what you were saying about money, like you have to use it as a tool. Mm -hmm. And that's what I try to use reading. Well, I never as. got to that point. Mm -hmm. I never got we'll to that back. point. We'll get back. We'll get back. But yeah, mm -hmm. no, I do see what you're saying. It is, and like the thing with me is like I really only read when I'm on tr on the subway. Yeah. And I don't usually take the subway, so. <laughs> you don't usually read. <laughs> I don't usually read. But I really am enjoying this book, and I. Yeah, because I remember you were telling me a lot about the book and how like relatable. It is to you, It right? is, yeah. So basically, overall, back to what I was saying before, the book talks about, you know, not focusing on money as a negative thing because at the end of the day, we all want money and we mm -hmm. all need it to some extent. But think of it as a tool because mm -hmm. essentially that that's what money is. The money is a tool for you to obtain anything that you need to obtain, anything that you want to obtain, or do the things that you're passionate about doing, you know? Mm -hmm. If you don't have money to survive, if you don't have money to, like, you know, buy your groceries. Yeah, provide, provide for yourself. Provide for yourself yeah. in general. You can't do anything that you're passionate about. Oh. You can't do anything that you're interested in. It's like the hierarchy of needs. Mm -hmm. If you if you're you know hungry, you're thirsty. You're not thinking about putting on makeup. You're not thinking about like getting dressed up mm -hmm. all fancy. Or looking like a bad bitch. You're not well. worried about that. Well. <laughs> no matter what, <laughs> no matter what, you guys have to worry about that. Well, no, you know what I mean. You're you're focused on your basic needs first, yeah. and then it goes up from there. Mm -hmm. So that's just generally how I try to view money now, and I think it's a positive thing. I think when you start to view things negatively, that's when it seems harder to obtain. When you view things positively, it's like everything's in abundance. It's always available. 
yeah and, that, and that's really really good too because sometimes when you look at it as such a negative thing you're essentially bring you're essentially building these like psychological blocks in your head when it there comes to are. money and you're yeah. like oh well maybe i shouldn't go to this job and work at this place because it's just about money i might actually don't enjoy it mm -hmm. but if you could reframe it in your head like, okay i will work here to get the money so i can eventually do what i want to do exactly. and i think that's able to like just talk about the sacrifice and just the reframing of it exactly. what you were saying and everything and i right? feel like sometimes like that can be a little bit of a problem with like our generation especially i, I hate when people say that i hate when people like create this umbrella term about like millennials and everything no i'm not I, saying no i'm not i'm i'm not making a, gen, a general term but i feel like there's a lot of people that i know in general that are in my age group in my age demographic mm -hmm. that don't like understand the concept of like you need to like struggle and you need to struggle for a period of time so there's for a, me i don't necessarily think wait, i'm a millennial finish. one second i, I don't was, necessarily think I I'm, finish. okay one second i don't necessarily think a millennial is an age i think it's more so a mindset and like okay. the same thing as like a baby boomer okay but i'm not i'm just talking from my personal experience okay. i'm talking in reference to the people that i know and the people that i'm around a lot of the time i feel like people just want to be at like the top of their game right now mm. people want you know that successful business that they own or they want to be at like the top of their field or be at the top of their game or do whatever it is that they want to do they want to be the best at it which which is completely fine yeah, which is fair. It, it's fine everybody wants to be the best at whatever they do but like i feel like sometimes there's a lack of understanding that like everything in life is a process mm -hmm. like everything mm -hmm. in life and i don't think it's just like our generation that thinks that way there's people that from all ages that think that way i just think in like from, that you've interacted from the people with, that i've interacted with okay, who also enough. tend to be around my age they generally think that like I should be booming by I now. I should be here, but it's, it's been like, three months I've been working at this business. Why am I not booming yet? Yeah, you know, and, and I feel that way sometimes too. Like, oh, we do. Well, yeah, sometimes, for sure. Sometimes, like, I'll look at someone's successful business and be like, they'll be like, yeah, like, I tripled my corporate. You know how people love to say that? I tripled my corporate salary in six months. <laughs> uh, and it's like... <laughs> It's like <laughs> how come I can't triple my salary yeah, in one in three years? <laughs> and I'm you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm watching and I'm like, well damn, like show me what you're doing. Like how come I can't do that? And then and then you know you try your hardest and you try your best and it still doesn't work out. But at the end of the day, everyone's process is different and everyone has their own journey and their own like transitions that they need to work through to get to where they wanna be. And like at the end of the day you're only gonna get in as much as you've put in. You're only gonna get out as much as you've put mm -hmm. in. But at the end of the day, like there's just so much that you can put in and you don't know everything right now. Like that's the thing that I think that a lot of people forget is like they put in all their energy and all their time. So they're like, okay, why isn't this amazing? yet? it's like, because you need to, maybe you just don't know everything yet. Maybe yeah. there's something that you need to learn. Maybe you need to experience this like rough patch for you to realize something else. Like everything is a process. Everything is a journey and everything takes time. So within the last year, do you think there was like an experience that you went through? Where that, where that whole idea reflects that the most of like at one point maybe you were just like, like oh why am I not here yet oh I should be here and then after well, a while you start to realize like hey like well yeah 100% so like when I failed my boards exam so I'm I'm now a certified public health inspector big up yourself <laughs> but 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 <laughs> so <laughs> minus the gunshots sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry everyone. no violence guys no violence Unity. peace on earth Unity. so 
Um, I am a certified public health inspector now, but I failed my boards exam the first time. So just to give you a little bit of a background, so a boards exam is not like a test. Mm. It's a panel of judges and mm. an oral. That's like daunting, eh? It's like armpit sweating, mm. like stomach turning, mm. breath hot and dry. <laughs> <laughs> It's that type okay. of stress. It's like fight or flight. Yeah, mm. it's like you're about to get eaten by the lion or mm. not. So <laughs> so basically, I failed my exam the first time. Um, so went from having like basically my dream job to being fired and unemployed within like 24 hours. Mm. Or actually like 12 hours. So it was pretty stressful. Um, and yeah, like I guess I kind of went through that process in that sense, whereas... I felt as if like I had done everything right, everything that I was supposed to do. I studied for a very long time. I felt very prepared for this exam and it just like didn't pan out for whatever reason. And then I kind of just went through this process of like sadness and mm. disorder and a lack of just general direction because I was so like steadfast on that one goal and that one job for so long that I lost sight of like just generally like who I am as a person and all the things that make me happy aside from like a one career one mm -hmm. job title but long story short I continued to pursue it and I got my certification the next year um, but then within that year, I was still really like headstrong on being an inspector. Yeah, just being in the industry and everything. Being in the industry. And I've spent probably like six or seven months just, you know, continuously applying for the same job over and over and over again and mm -hmm. not really getting anywhere with it. And then one day I kind of just like woke up and I was like, hey, like, I, I'm already a business owner. I already know how to put like systems in place to get the ball rolling, to mm -hmm. get like my product or service out there and see if people are interested in it or not. So why don't I just try that with my education and the like knowledge that I have now? It was kind of with your help too. You kind of pushed me to give you a little shout out. You happy? Thank you. I'll take the credit. I'm not gonna lie. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just put myself out there a little bit more and then I started my own business by the name of Food Safety Consulting, mm. FST. Um, feel free to do a Google. Yeah, just feel free to <laughs> and yeah, mm. that was it. Nice. So I feel like that was just kind of my process going through a little bit of anxiety and confusion in reference to like this one job that I thought I was supposed to have right now. And then you know, working outside of that to kind of find my own path and my own journey and figure out, like, what my process was supposed to be. Because clearly it wasn't never supposed to be the straight and narrow or yeah. else I would have passed my exam the first time. Mm -hmm. And I really do think that everything happens as it should. And everything happens for a reason. I don't think that there's any mistakes in your life. Even, like, the small, like, bad and annoying things. Like, for example, I know I'm rambling, but... I'm in the mood to ramble. So today, I was on my way to the gym and I was having a really bad, like, hour. Mm -hmm. I was pissed. Mm -hmm. So John all comes home. He decides that he's going to do some haircuts. He was, like, barbering on the side. And he was supposed to drop off packages. 
all of a sudden he decides no i'm not going to drop off the packages i have to do these haircuts so i'm like okay well then i guess the packages are just going to have to go out another day mm-hmm. and then he's like oh no um they need to go out today so i had to take myself up because the people were already at our house or on their way to our house i had to take myself up and go drop off these packages and i had already scheduled something else to do during that time in my agenda so i was kind of annoyed yeah you can say like oh well call out you're supposed to be like adaptable and be able to like you know mold yourself to different like situations and changes and stuff and it's like yeah i should be but today i wasn't and i wasn't in the mood but anyways i picked myself up and i went to go deliver these packages and then what happened so i'm in the car on my way to go there find that this one place why are you laughing? I'm not laughing. I'm engaging. You're laughing. It's closed. Okay? I took all that time to get there, and now the place was closed. So, you know what? I was like, this isn't going to ruin my day, even though I'm already pissed off. I was like, this isn't going to ruin my day. I'm going to, you know, make the best of my time. I'm going to go to the gym, get a good workout. I'll feel so much better after I work out. I'm on my way to the gym. Phone's at 15%, okay? One five. I'll repeat that. One five. You heard what I said? Yes, fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. What does it do? It dies. It dies right away. Okay? So I'm at the gym and I'm the type of person I do not like working out without music. And you know the music that they play at the gym? It's never good. Ever. They have a one two track sometimes. No. I can't like there's a one two button track. I don't know, no. Like they played that finessing song with um Bruno Mars and Okay Cardi and B that last me one set. Like well, so I can't replay I can't I can't you know what I mean so no no nobody likes working out without music so I was like you know what whatever I'm here now I contemplated turning back home so many times but like it just wasn't working for me I was at a left light I couldn't just make it I just couldn't do it so I just went to the gym Mm -hmm. and I was at the gym and something kind of not like super amazing like you guys are gonna hear this and you're gonna be like this is what she was leading up to this whole time so basically like along the lines of me you know my whole idea of like everything happens for a reason even like the small and little things so i was at the gym and i'm the queen of eavesdrop (laughs) i am a professional eavesdropper Mm -hmm. i have found out the most mix up through eavesdropping i recommend everybody eavesdrop (laughs) you learn a lot though right i learned so much Find out, like, the most information. It's very, very useful, so I recommend you put it in place a couple times here and there. Um, So, you know, I was doing my usual eavesdrop, and I overheard this conversation while I was at the gym of this girl. It's actually not. It's a very sad one. So this girl, her dad is, like, a successful business owner, something along those lines. And then um, I, it's, it kind of sounded like a date of some sort. Like, I guess this girl was, like, working out with some guy. Mm-hmm. And they were just, like, talking about their families and whatnot. And she's like, yeah. And he was like, oh, so what about your mom? And she was like, yeah, like, my mom actually passed away a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, so sorry to hear that. And she was like, yeah, like, it's just, you know, it was really hard for me. One of, like, the hardest things I've ever been through in my life. But, like... It helped me like grow into a better person and all those sorts of things and I was like wow if I had my you know you know Soka 2018 mix blasting in my head right now you wouldn't be able to I would have never heard that and then it just taught me like you can't live your life stressing over the fact that like your boyfriend didn't do what he said he was gonna do and like a plan change 
or like you were driving on your way to do go deliver a package and the place was closed or you really wanted to work out with music and you didn't have any music there like those mm -hmm. things don't matter my mom could be dead you just like ruined the whole thing but that's basically what you were alluding to right not necessarily alluding to it but just like there's bigger things in life and there's mm -hmm. more important things in life and like there's no point in stressing over the little things that are gonna happen you know you just kind of have to like i'm gonna make you mad sometimes yeah you're a gonna, lot of times a lot a lot it's gonna happen but at the end of the day i love you and you're my best friend and it's okay I love you too, babe. it's okay you know so i don't know i just like i really do believe that everything happens for a reason and i think that all those things happen for a reason and i heard that conversation for a reason i'm a professional eavesdropper for a reason um yeah all those things it's just it all comes together and i just think it's important but i think it's good too because before you left you were kind of like really annoyed that oh i'm not gonna get all the things i wanted to get done because i'm gonna have to change my schedule now and you came home and you killed it you came back you had your food you started organizing your notes and like within the hour you were done everything you know so i think sometimes you kind of have to like believe in your process so much more and understand like you're gonna get this shit done you know i, I guess maybe at that point it looked like oh man this is like really overwhelming right now i'm already like two hours behind my schedule but you put your head down you ended up killing it and that's why like with me like i know sometimes like i make decisions on your behalf and it's really not fair but a lot of times I'm just like, yo, God's got this anyway, man. What, what is she stressing over? It's like I kind of already know that you're going to accomplish all your goals before you do. Yeah, but you also have to let me figure that out for myself. No, no, and, and that is true. But that's why we're in a relationship, right? I have to sometimes help push you in a direction that you're unsure of. And that's what you've been able to do. Like the only reason why we started this business was because I was able to take a lot of your processes and how you built yourself up to become the person you are. And I was able to put, implement those things into the business. And mm -hmm. you did that unconsciously. You know? But sometimes, I'm a lot more straightforward, you know? I'm like, hey, you got this, man. <laughs> Just keep kidding? it going. <laughs> like, like, don't worry. You got this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think, like, both of our methods, of course, they're really, like, different. But they're successful for me to you and you to me. Because you know how I work. And I know how you work for the most part. You know what I mean? I guess that's fair. Yeah, yeah. And and again, it's like, I've been with you for, like, for so long, so I kind of know that like she is overreacting, but I can't tell her that because then it's going to create another issue. So it's Do like... Do not. That's the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's like, don't tell someone how they should be feeling, you know? No, that's not fair. Exactly. So it's like a lot of times, it's like, I'll give you your space. I'll allow you to like think that the world is falling. But then in reality, you got this, man. You got this. You always do. Thanks. I feel really good now. Yeah, you're greasy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, so um, for this week, um, what some things that I really want to focus on are um, finalizing what each platform is really used for. What the Facebook's going to be used for, what the LinkedIn's going to be used for, what the Instagram's going to be used for. Because if we're going to, with the cycle that I'm creating, about the marketing it doesn't make sense if people are jumping from one platform to the next and it's the same information again the whole time they might as well just stay on one platform yeah so it's constantly again pushing people from one thing to the next to the next to the next and bringing them back 
constantly and everything like that, right? And I think we talked about that a little bit generally last week. Mm-hmm. Um, just how our Facebook is going to be more like content based. Yeah. Our article. No, everything's going to be content. Everything. Sorry, not content based, but um. More so educational. Like word articles, those types like of things. Like our podcast will be there. Our as podcast well. will be there, whereas yeah. like. The Instagram is more, like, more like, like like lifestyle, lifestyle clothing, and promotional, promotional selling as it, well. Exactly right. Those types of things. And then our website will combine the two. Yeah, and then and, all of our selling apps are just selling. Ex- exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then our LinkedIn as well, because I think we're doing a really good job on from business to business. We found those two good relationships where we're actually going to be supplying on businesses with clothing with the brick and mortar stores. Yeah. So I think we can use LinkedIn as a, as another way to reel people in mm-hmm. to be like, hey, like we have these relationships as well. Maybe we can set up meetings and see how we can bring value to your company. Yeah, no, that's a good thing. Like you know, so it's constantly like finding different ways and just different doors to knock on, essentially. And I think also too, like utilizing our events a little bit more mm. because we're so we have an event for February. We have right now two for March. Yeah. There's possibly three for march yeah and then we have one for no sorry we have two for one for march right now one for april possibly two for march yeah we've still we've soul exchange we yeah. got to sign up for it maybe is in march as well okay that's yeah, perfect it's it's funny how the world works too because because our vacation is from march 6th to the 13th mm-hmm. and we're like oh man i hope like none of these events get in the way i hope like we're actually able to I hope our vacation doesn't get in the way of these events. I don't care. I'll, still, actually, I'll still close on, this, on the cruise ship. No, no, 100%. <laughs> but then it's going to be like, it's bad customer service because like, we're gone for seven days. If someone buys something the first day, what are we going to do? I was at work thinking about this today. I was like, like, do we have to like, essentially shut down business while yeah, we're away? Yeah, hosting. Yeah, yeah. It honestly, doesn't make, yeah, nothing's going to stop us, yo. Who cares? At the end of the day, nothing's going to stop us. Yeah, we're going to work. Case, worst case, we'll bring some stuff with us. Okay, no, you're can't. pushing it. <laughs> like, how are you gonna know it's gonna sell or not? No. What are you talking about? I was like, I was like, yeah, I was we'll like, bring our whole inventory. No, I was thinking like we'll bring stuff with us, post that, and then we can ship it off from wherever we're at. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, we're on a cruise ship. Like, who's doing all that? Like, we're in the, we're like in the in Atlantic, Atlantic Ocean, Ocean, like the Caribbean Sea. <laughs> <laughs> we're dedicated. Yeah, but that's care. what it's all about, right? That's uh-huh. what it's all about. But yeah, no, we'll we'll make it work and. We'll, we'll be fine. We'll make it work. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be like a one-week thing, so it won't be too bad. Like, we'll be fine. We can still post and just be like, just so you know. Um, like, if people do order stuff, we'll just talk to them. Let them yeah, know. Yeah, we'll be like, just so you know, maybe you'll get it, like, mm. a week and a half later than you expect to. Okay. Yeah, but, like, the way our business has been running right now, it's not even the international stuff that's doing really, really well. It's the local stuff. Yeah. So, like, for me, it's more so thinking, like, are we going to miss out on a couple of sales? We probably will, but... Yeah, I, that's the price of doing business at the end of the yeah. day. And I think with all those events for March, like, what, like, three events in March, that'll mm-hmm. kind of, like, counteract things and bring it back to balance. So we do want to do soul exchange then? Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay. 100%. And especially with that new demographic, they're really in tune with the whole idea of luxury streetwear. So to bring those new brands there and everything like that, it's good. And it allows us to like meet new people, engage with them, and figure out like what they want. What items do they are they purchasing right now? Yeah. What are the cool things? What's trendy? You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So that's really, really good. Yeah. And it's cool too about the whole vintage stuff is because like, I don't feel, okay, the idea of vintage is now becoming more trendy, but a lot of the pieces that I focus on, or I think the business focuses on a whole, they're more so pieces that you can wear if you're 15 or 50. You know, you could wear like a nice vintage barboard jacket, 
with a really crisp button up from like the early 90s you know mm -hmm. where the streetwear stuff it has like a shorter lifespan yeah. because it's more so focused on like what's currently in within it's those subcultures like niche. Ex exactly exactly yeah. so it's like you kind of have to like really research both of those markets to understand how the company can how refit it, works, it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. which we have yeah we, we have to do, but we have to constantly do that yeah you know? we have to be updated with it yeah we can't be arrogant like, yeah these items worked so we're just we're gonna, gonna stick with these forever yeah like, oh I, I wish business was that easy though eh? mm -hmm. you find one thing it's like oh yeah i'm done i'm done for good no I'm done for good. we always have to keep adapting and keep evolving mm -hmm. that's what's important it's just like again to like bring this analogy up like any relationship yeah. i remember at one point like we were kind of like butting heads and everything because I was able to like find a lane that I was becoming successful at, mm -hmm. and maybe with you, it was, you it was a bit harder for you. Like you know, you're walking through the mud, mm -hmm. you're still progressing, but at a slower pace. And I forgot how that has the ability to affect you. So in certain instances, like if we would talk about maybe like our jobs, for instance, you know, you would more so take it like, oh, I hate this, I, I, I don't like this job. Or with my attitude, it was like, what's what's wrong with you? Like, why are you upset about this? Like, it's just a job, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But again, it's being able to adapt to you and understanding like, hey, like she's going through something right now. Yeah. Let me be understanding. Let me see how I can like change how I would normally react to her to better suit her needs. Uh, yeah, I was going through like a major transition that I think a lot of people go through when like you like, because I feel like in some circumstances, a lot of times people equate their job with their identity like how many times have you met someone and they'll be like hey my name's john and i'm a accountant it's like what? bro i never asked you where you work <laughs> like <laughs> like you know what i mean like people will just like say it out of nowhere like you're watching the bachelor or something and they'll be like mandy um head chef, head chef. or like you know what i mean it says her age it says her occupation and it's like it's like as a society like what we do is like so in tuned with like who we are, who we are. Mm -hmm. so like for something for me to like kind of go through that transition and be like no like who i what i do is what i do and who i am is who i am mm -hmm. they're two like, sometimes they overlap sometimes they overlap yeah. and sometimes you know aspects of myself mend into like you know what i do and aspects of what i do mend into who i am but they're completely separate things it was a hard thing for me to understand mm -hmm. and that's what and from my perspective i was never that type of person to associate my identity with my work I always like you know me like I always try to do different different things and just try to explore and learn different ideas and everything yeah and I, it was hard for me to grasp that idea that you had yeah after so like through again like taking a step back really listening to you and understanding how you're feeling that's when I was finally able to learn and see like hey like she cares about this you no know, this this isn't necessarily her identity but right now she wants to accomplish this goal mm-hmm yeah no 100 percent 100 percent but yeah. yeah i think um this is kind of everything that we've gone over for this week's strategy session is there anything else that you want to kind of okay so just to on? finish it off um reviewing the marketing plan the cycle so we'll do that on saturday if you just want to put that date down there for me right. Fin finalizing what platforms uh, what platform what, what each platform is used for mm -hmm. okay i think we kind of already know but i just want again just to create a system for it well, so we both know we'll do that saturday too. exactly exactly we'll just take it so like the an marketing hour. yeah organizing events 
Um, I think you, you already, that. yeah, you do already a really good job of that already. I already so did continue. organize them. I just, yeah, yeah. I just and you have the template and everything for which ones we're going through, how much they cost, and all that. Okay, good stuff. Um, sign up for those two events that we need to do, and then update the LinkedIn. Okay, because we have a bunch of content that we need to do, so that's essentially what the LinkedIn's gonna be. I'll watch some YouTube videos to see how we can properly utilize LinkedIn, and not just randomly just oh this is that and that is this you know what i mean mm -hmm. again finding a way to properly work with the community on linkedin because i'm sure the way that we engage with instagram and facebook is probably totally different on yeah, linkedin right because linkedin's more like business to business so like mm -hmm. it's literally going to be like the front of our business like it's not going to be so as personable as like the other apps are but mm -hmm. it still is useful in some aspect especially when we're trying to build like collaborations and partnerships with outside businesses so beautiful all right amazing job and guys thank you so much for sitting with us listening to us Carla had some amazing rambling today so hopefully you guys can take little notes and learn from her um please don't forget to subscribe like and share and until next time we'll see you guys later see ya podcast you just heard was recorded with Anchor. If you want to make your own, download the Android or iOS app completely free from anchor.fm slash podcast. That's anchor.fm slash podcast.